0: what's up with my one-man audience (laughs) so um hi guys um welcome to a new episode i don't say let's just get straight into it but like i'm trying to do an intro and i don't know how to do an intro (laughs) nicely (laughs) um so today's episode wow it's gonna be a bonus episode about my exchange experience the more like fun side of it not that i didn't do like (laughs) the work side of it i did but like this is just the other side of it yeah so i'll just like put in some stories and some tea i'll give you guys some tea about my exchange experience so i hope you listen to the whole episode, so let's get straight into it. Forget about the big so, back or welcome to the ISEC in your end podcast. I'm your host, Imelda Letitia. And from the intro, uh, I'll be talking about my exchange experience. So um, this experience just started, huh? like my reasons were so selfish, but like, yeah, <laughs> it ended up being very fulfilling in the end. So the year was 2019. Um, I was in what year? I was in second year, I think. Yeah, I was in second year. Um, it was the first, the first long holiday I'd gotten because in first year we didn't have one because of strikes and stuff. You just know you were in. So, um, yeah, it was my first long holiday. I was, (laughs) gosh, kind of... let me use this term loosely, depressed um because of a breakup, yeah, so I was just I was just from a one year relationship, kind of depressed, mm just chilling in the house, wondering now what will I do with my life, because I've been here two months doing nothing, just moping, crying, eating, <laughs> rewatching series, yeah, um, so. I decided, you know what, let me actually apply for an exchange experience. Because my parents kept telling me, okay, you can't spend your whole holiday in the house. So I was like, okay, yeah. By the way, um, I have a niece who had done an exchange experience the previous year. I have many cousins who've gone on exchange before and were in Isaac. So like, it wasn't such a new thing in my family when I brought it up. So my parents were really okay with me going. <clears throat> didn't take a lot of convincing. They just wanted to know like every detail. Yeah. So now the problem came in because yeah, these people like my cousins have gone and exchanged and stuff like that. But like I've never really, you know, interacted with the ISEC dot org website. So I just went on the website, asked my cousin, okay, so what do I do? She's like, just go to the website, find an opportunity you think you like and apply so now me with my <laughs> primitive thinking let's say that let's call it that i did something that i guess just because someone like my um what's it called the manager on the isaac.org i don't know what the name is yeah but my manager on the org website yeah um did not contact me early enough i guess so, me what I did, me I thought when you're applying, like you'll apply there, you know you're applying for a job, you'll apply for so many because you're not going to get any that easily so that the ones that choose you, you'll get. So, long story short, I applied for 30 opportunities because I'm mad. <laughs> and then this guy... <laughs> yes yes 30 i said 30 so um he contacted me and told me okay so you've done something wrong you didn't have to apply for all 30 you should have just applied for the one that you felt like you is the one you want to do so kindly just um delete them and stay with the one that you actually want to do so by the time he's telling me this i've already even started getting like uh, uh been contacted by people from um the other l c s now that I had applied for what? hey 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 hey, my niece called me and she laughed. It was like, Oh my God, people are just talking about the chick who I applied for it was actually thirty one thirty one opportunities, and she just laughed at me and then she told me um the manager the i think it's just an e p manager i guess um a p manager was was not in good contact with me so she she helped me get another ep manager who was more helpful who i think now was lenny yes um and that was that was good that was good yeah it was really good i was put through the process nicely now and told what i should have done what i should do so i ended up um having two opportunities no i shortlisted them to three i think yeah three And ended up choosing one which was uh called explore travelers so this um exchange experience um was supposed to be okay yeah opportunity the opportunity was for traveling to 10 cities in egypt and documenting them and then making like posting on instagram and making a video in the end of the experience just to promote tourism in the country so i was like yeah this this sounds like a good a good opportunity um did my interview got accepted paid you know like paid the <laughs> contract fee yeah you did all that so now this was like in may or yeah it was May, and the opportunity was starting in june Um, the only problem I had was I didn't get a letter from school, like immediately. They kept taking me around because when you're applying for the visa, you need a letter from school, if you are in school, to show that, you know, most people, most countries, when you're applying for a visa, they just want you to show them that you're not planning to stay in their country forever. (laughs) They want you to go back to your country. So I needed a letter from school. Now this boy in your end, they took me round for like three weeks just to get a letter that says, "I'm I'm a student in your end, and I will definitely come in, be coming back because I need to finish my degree." Three weeks, three weeks, gosh! And you know the visa to be processed to get it, it takes like two weeks. So by the time I was getting the letter from school, it was just like the time was so little. Um. Uh, by the time I got the visa, luckily I got the visa. My visa got accepted. I had like maybe a week to prepare for this trip, and that means that the flight, um, the flight charges were high, were really high because now it's like one week too. From my estimation, which was like two months before, <clears throat> it was so much lower, but now because of. <laughs> anyway we moved we moved regardless um so it came that i was going this thing was just so unreal to me and you know when i was applying i was just seeing that on the website it saying apply for a life changing experience i was like bro i don't think so i don't think that's what going to ha- that's what's going to happen because i'm just like really is it gonna 6 weeks really gonna change my life for sure <laughs> Let's find out if it did. So anyway, um, I, I had contacts from the LC in Egypt. They have a whole team called RNS that is dedicated to um EPs when they come to pick them from the airport, stay with them, hang out with them, plan hangouts for them. Literally, it's like its own portfolio, but just for the EPs. Yeah. EP is an exchange, EP stands for exchange participants. Yeah, so um, I'd already got, gotten contacted by one, one of those guys and they told me about uh, what I should do when I get the airport and ch- exchange money when I get the airport by a SIM card so that I can contact them to pick me. Yeah, and by the time I was doing my, um, transit was in Abu Dhabi. By the time I was in Abu Dhabi, they told me to tell them. <clears throat> and I told them, and yeah, they are like, okay, by the time you reach, we'll be here. So I reached the airport. Ah, uh, ha, ha, ha. This is where this trip already started having casirico, <laughs> But I didn't know, but I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know. Um, I reached the airport. I exchanged the money. And somehow, I managed to pass to get my luggage and like I passed customs without getting the stamp of entry. Now put an asterisk here. Asterisk? Is that the name? That star? I should have just said star. Kizungu li na So put a star here that I entered, like I'm getting my luggage without the stamp of entry. It didn't cross my mind that I've not gotten the stamp. But the problem was that in the airport when I was at Customs, everything is in Arabic. So the things that are not in Arabic are translated. So the translated thing that I saw was that if you have a visa, go to the left. If you don't have a visa, go to the right. See me, I have a visa from Kenya. So like, why should I go to the right in that long queue? Because it was such a long queue. And I was like, yeah, all these people entered without a visa. Like, wow, okay entire lucky that our country you need a visa before you leave the country. Ha <laughs> lol sis. <laughs> you are playing yourself. Anyway, so I entered, got my luggage, bought a SIM card, called these guys and they told me they are like twenty minutes away. So I just sat there and waited. Um yeah and they came um at like two AM. It was like two AM they came to pick there were two guys, they came to pick me and there were other two guys who were waiting for were waiting for from India. So in the car we were three E.P.s. Um, we took the the guys first to their hostel, and then they took me to my hostel. It was like four a.m. So they tell me like if I need anything, I just contact them, they'll be there. Hm, lol. <laughs> so the next day I wake up because I slept at like four. I wake up at like um what time was it? Maybe nine. Yeah. I see my roommates are preparing or going to work. There were also EPs from, There's one from Brazil. Huh? There were two from Brazil. There was one from Mozambique. Was it Burundi? I don't know. But she was African, yes. Um. Yeah, and the other one who was not around from India. So I'm just seeing them preparing. I said hi to them nicely. And they're like, oh, they're going to work. But when they come back, they'll show me around. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I ended up being in the room alone aki mimi (laughs) with my legs my two feet i just couldn't sit i was hungry so i was really so scared to contact these people like to ask them so now where can i get food but they already told me what app to download for if i want to be delivered for food so i just decided let me just take a walk with google maps maybe i'll get food culture shock these people half of their shops opens year 3ap 3 p.m. because of the heat the heat is like 45 degrees so um i ended up at like a souvenir shop and the guy there is one who ended up telling me i can get food at that time and i ate food (laughs) with this guy (laughs) who is a stranger could be my father's age (laughs) i don't know and i kept wondering if this guy decides to kidnap me what will i do but yeah that didn't happen luckily um and then um my, uh my experience manager from that from now the LC in Cairo contacted me and told me to go to the office for now like what's the word what's the name I've forgotten the name just you know uh so that they can tell me how the opportunity is going to be like the traveling and what I need to know about Cairo and how I'll survive and stuff like this. So, um, by the first night we went with my roommates to this, the famous like market. It's called Khan Khalili. Okay. I'm saying it badly, but it's Khan Khalili, something like that. Yeah. And it has beautiful lights, really beautiful lights. And, very beautiful souvenirs and it was really nice it was a nice experience we went we were going that like 9 pm that was my culture shock that at 9 pm we are starting to go somewhere to a market and it was full on a thursday because it's that's their weekend it was so full it was so much fun like i can't believe it and we came back to the hostel at like maybe 1 a.m and sat at a coffee shop near the hostel to drink coffee with these guys and then we went back to sleep. Um. So, my experience was for traveling, yeah? Hmm. And remember that I went because I was from a breakup and depressed. Now, from the first day, this thing was just fun. I realized I love, I love change. I love meeting new people. I love talking to people. So, um. now the other roommate, my Indian friend... Um, let's call her hmm, let's call her beauty because she's so beautiful um, so beauty, she was just jovial and she was like hi, how are you, what country are you from and blah 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 and the next night we were, she carried me with her friends we went to an Indian restaurant and let me tell you guys food in Egypt is cheap, it's so cheap because um, that's the most expensive meal I ever ate when I was there it was like 600 bob kenya shillings because we had like so much food and we were sharing the bill so yeah that's the most i ever spent and on that night we went i went to my first party so it's like the second this is my second night there I, I went to my first party and we'd party on the boat it's called a faluka it's in the boat on the nile and you carry your own drinks and snacks and ox cable An ox cable is there for you guys to you know get your music play your own music like it was so much fun i met a kenyan that is my friend i didn't even know she was there from strathmore and it was so much fun like that night was so much fun we went back i think we left that party at like 4am yeah so hmm where can this what other story do i have about <laughs> there are so many but i'm trying to look for the juicy ones the juicy ones Mm, I think one of the highlights or one of the the best memories I have is um, shaking my ass on a yacht. <laughs> no, I wasn't shaking my ass, but when I was on a yacht. I went on so many yachts in Egypt because they're so cheap. Like, literally, it's so cheap. So this was part of now the exchange experience. We went to a place called Ain Sokhna. For a day trip on a yacht. We're just on the yacht <laughs> on the on the Mediterranean Sea and it was so much fun. We carried what two upon there. you just know us. We carried booze and food. We cooked food there. We had fries and fish and chicken and then we just were dancing and it was so much fun jumping into the sea from the yacht and i hope i'm not butchering how to say yacht because yeah <laughs> yeah um and then another highlight trip was to aswan um we were on a cruise ship for three nights four days that was the best the best the best trip um because It was just nice to be out of Cairo, which Cairo is so noisy. Cairo is like Nairobi. It was so noisy and stuff like that. It was really noisy. And it was just nice to take a break from walking in this. Ah, Let me tell you guys, when I was doing expectation settings with Lenny, he warned me, you know, like the 10 things you should know about a country before you go. Egypt, one of them is crossing the road. That's like, a, it's a sport. Crossing the road is a sport. You think Nairobi drivers are bad? Those guys don't know how to drive drive cars. Half of their cars have dents. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they went to driving school. And then it was so hard because here people drive on the, we drive on the left, on the left side of the road, yeah. Yeah, we drive on the left side of the road. Like the driver is on the right, yeah. You get what I'm saying? And then they drive on the right side of the road. So it was so different for me when I'm crossing. I'm used to looking at the left and then right. But then I have to look right first, then left. Yeah, it was so weird, so confusing. Anyway, so back to the cruise ship. Um the highlight of the cruise um cruise trip was I made a friend. She just came from Lebanon and she was a new EP, she had been there for like maybe three days, we were in the same trip in Sohna, but we didn't talk so much, and yeah, um, we were drinking and dancing, all of us in the party, and she was my roommate, so you know how that point after me, and then my feelings start coming, yes, so after we've, we were all like, okay, let's just go to the washroom, me and this chick, let's call her Red, yeah, so me and Red were like, okay, let's go to the washroom, so in the washroom, And then after we finished, we just sat there, like at the aisle, up or two in the cruise. (laughs) We just sat there with our drinks and we started talking and we cried because girls, oh my gosh. Yeah, (laughs) you know that meme for, you know, when your girlfriend starts drinking, then she starts crying. Yes, we started crying. And then some guy came and he joined us and it was just so nice. We had so much fun talking. That was like one of my best memories. Apart from the one I'm about to now start. (laughs) So, another memory that I have is that... Keyword, I went there because I had been depressed from a breakup. Guys, I fell in love. Not with the country. Okay, I fell in love with the country. Of course, obviously. I fell in love with the country, the people the culture the culture is so deep the street food there's so much street food there's so much culture in the streets it's so amazing that's what i'm talking about that's not what i'm talking about yes i fell in love because i'm mad i'm mad yeah in two weeks i fell in love okay yeah but i was in love for okay anyway i did this person in two weeks and i was in love with them so, this person uh, will call him Mali. It's not his real name. <laughs> but if he ever listens to this, wow. Yeah, he will just laugh. It's an inside joke. So, call him Mali. Um, So, Mali was supposed to pick me from the airport in the beginning. But he's not the one who picked me. It's his friends who ended up picking me because him, he was too tired and slept. Yeah. Um, The first night, the first outing, which was bowling... I called one of the people who picked me and I was like, oh guys, I want to go somewhere. And then they're like, oh yeah, actually people are going bowling. So my friend, the one who's supposed to pick you from the airport, will come for you so that you guys go pamoja I was like, okay, cool, no problem. So we went bowling with Mali and me, Mali and Achik will call her, um, let's just say her name because she was in ISAC also, she was the LCP in Ethiopia, I think. Is it LCP or MCP? I don't know. I Don't know, but she, yeah, she's called Leah. So, me, Mali, Leah, um, we became a trio because her, she was from Ethiopia, and yeah, you were like the two black people there, even though she was really light skinned, and which was a big deal because this, like, this country people in this country don't term themselves as Africans, so like, if a child sees you in the streets walking, they look at you like, okay. Who's this? What's this? Yeah, because they're not used to this skin color. Yeah, so uh, we became a trio. We had so much fun in the bowling. We well, we made a group chat and we just always talk in the group chat. And so one time um, I went with Mali to one of the projects that he was running. Yeah, also like it was kind of um, breaking the rules. Okay, we're not in a relationship. Technically, we didn't break any rules. Not allowed to be in a relationship with, he was not allowed to be in a relationship with an intern, but yeah, we're not in a relationship. We just fell in love. <laughs> so um, I went for uh, one of the projects that he was running, and it was one to do with photography, and we were just walking and the whole, the whole day doing that project thing. He kept telling me how he just finds some girl who we were with, let's call her Pink. Pink found Pink so beautiful. And I anyway, Pink was beautiful. She is beautiful and she's one of my dearest friends right now. She's very beautiful. And he kept saying how you'd never get a chance with her, even though she's so nice and so polite and so beautiful. And me, I'm looking at him like, Bro, you're breaking my heart because me, me I'm fina liking you over here. <laughs> obviously I did tell him but that's what I was thinking the whole time so me was encouraging him he should just hit on her and you know what what's the worst that could happen she would say no that's not that bad yeah Um, he never hit on her oops but yay for me <laughs> so that same day we were at a coffee shop and we're just talking and I think that's the day I realized okay I'm dead because I actually like this person I really like them and I was the one now thinking, okay, should I just tell him or not? I don't know. I don't know at what point we both realized that, okay, we have feeling many feelings. And from that day, I think that's the day we, we used to talk every day. We used to hang out every day. As in, people used to say, if you see Melda, you'll see Mali. If you see Mali, you'll see Melda. As in, <laughs> because he are dreads, yeah. And from my exes, me, I just love pulling hair and dreadlocks. So I guess it's a thing. It's a thing with me. Yeah, so, um, I don't want this whole part to just be about how I fell in love. Me, I fell in love. And that spoiled, okay, didn't spoil. Just changed the course of my experience. The first, first trips before I was in love, I used to take videos and photos the whole time. These are the trips I was just there. Oh my God, beautiful eyes. You have such beautiful eyes. Oh my God, do what? <laughs> But, yeah, that happened. Wow. Um. If you want more tea on that story, I will tell you. Just come to me. Come to my DMs. Me, I'll have, if you know me, I've talked about this story with the people around. Yeah. I can't even send you photos if you want to see. <laughs> I don't say much here because... Eh, I love for a ski podcast. Let me not give the tea there. Um, yeah. So, another, th- another highlight was... The conference, wow. Hey, first of all, if you're not going to NatConf like me, we suck. If you're going, we suck. We're just a big bunch of people who suck. I wish I could go for NatConf, but my parents are like, oops, no, sorry, sis. But those who are going, have fun, gosh, have so much fun. Like, I'm jealous, I'm jealous of you people. What were NatConf? I'm jealous. Have you seen, guys? Have you seen? the people sponsoring Natkov, like what gosh what oh see yeah Natkov is just doing the most they're doing the most and i love to see it yeah so um i went for uh my first I conference and it was in a different city wow it was in was it in shamilchik i think so i'm lying i'm really just a liar i'm really lying out here was it I don't know. I think I think it was Shamil Sheikh. I really think it was Shamil. Yeah, it was, Sham, it was Shamil to Sheikh. Yeah, so um uh the, the conference was in another city, just like here. And my highlight of the conference is that I'd never been to a conference. So like the morning plan, evening plan were really amazing. And I I remember I think that was the moment that I was like, Okay, when I come back to Kenya I have to join ISEC because these people, wow, they're so inspiring. They're so... Like, the things they're saying, what they're giving us, this knowledge. Like, this is what it means to be an ISECA, to be a leader. I was, I'd never had that push in my life, you know? To want to do something for the greater good and stuff like that. And that was really amazing. It was really amazing. The conference was... It taught me so much. Um, It was... It was, wow. It was, I don't even know how to explain. Those fussies were just amazing. And, um, of course, you just know, if you've been to conferences, there's something that will just go wrong. Somewhere, something, somewhere, will always just go wrong. I remember there was a big, a huge scandal that happened that I think the LC now ended up losing their partnership with the hotel who were staying with something big, like really, what have you to... Yeah, there's something that happened that really caused a big problem with the, the hotel. And this hotel was... This conference was um... What was it? Full board, yeah? Even on drinks. And people went ham. People were drinking by midday. <laughs> As in, gosh, people were drinking by midday. Honey, I think the bar at some point just would just say they're, they're closed because... We were finishing those drinks, kabisa. We were finishing them, yeah. Um, but that was that was a fun. Uh, conference was really fun. I loved the global village. Now I was the only Kenyan for most of the, my experience. I think for four weeks, I was the only Kenyan with who had come with this LC um the lc that was hosting me that was the lc that was hosting she's cairo university Woo! <laughs> yeah um so like global village i was wondering okay now what will i do i'm gonna cook some ugali here people wouldn't even like it i guess because not so many people like ugali me i love ugali um and i was not in the mood for cooking but so i ended up doing um i ended up dancing kanungo <laughs> I was so shy because I'm like, okay, so now I'll just stand there and I'll dance alone. But you know, Isaac, Isaac really is a big family and they'll never just let you stand alone. Because I remember I went there on stage, I was like, okay, this is the song you are going to put. And I had fingered my kaleso. And people just came, like my friends, like eight of them came. And they're like, we'll just follow you. It's okay. There's no problem. Because like the Indians were a lot, the Turkish people were a lot. So then, when they were doing their pieces, they were like, 10, 15 people in a group, and me, I was just there, man solo, so they came, and then the song started, they said dancing with me, and yeah, how did I forget to mention that I got a nickname called Mama Africa, because this guy, there was one, this guy, one guy who couldn't remember my name, Imelda, so he just decided I'm Mama Africa, because I was like, the only black lady there, because my friend from Ethiopia, she was light-skinned, you can't even tell she's African. Yeah, so I was Mama Africa, and people were chanting, Mama Africa, yeah, who, hey, ask me to dance Kanungo, I cannot, in Kenya, so that, hey, so that people say I don't know how to dance, but there, you know, they don't know, half of them didn't know how to dance, so they were like, oh my gosh, she knows how to dance, and I was like, yeah, guys, I know how to dance, I know how to shake my waist, and, you know, do that thing, (laughs) which was a big lie, yeah, so, but that was, that was really amazing, that's the point I knew, like, okay, my mission number one when I come back to Kenya I have to join Isaac. Um something that I knew, I think I got this from Lenny. I think he told me like just at least make sure you touch someone's make a difference, make a difference in one way or another, yeah. So, you know, my experience was not about like teaching kids or stuff like that. It was more of just the tourism in part and I kept wondering at what point will I make a change, make a difference. But I wasn't, like, actively thinking about it, yeah. Um, Already, Paul were telling me, it's so fun to be around you. I'm not buttering my own bread, I'm just saying. Like, so fun to be around you, because me, I was this well for... You guys, why are you sleeping? We didn't come here to sleep. We'll sleep at home when we go back to our homes just don't sleep. Maximum hours of sleep you can have is four hours. Can we go? Go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of the people when they like post on Instagram, they're like, oh, Mama Africa. Just remember you telling me you didn't come here to sleep. So wake up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the moment I feel like I touched someone's heart or changed, like made a difference, Um is during the conference when that whole scandal was going on and of course they were not telling us they they were not telling the interns what's going on um i remember there was a vp who was my friend it's called alfie's so charismatic he was he was such a he used to dance yani these guys were dancing roll calls in parties and it felt so nice you know because most of them don't drink cuz they're muslim and i love that deep in their culture they're not you know like they're not um falling through the peer pressure yeah so like he used to be the main person he was so tall and when you dance roll calls you just want to dance like me when i came back i was just dancing roll calls in the house because it just felt nice i had gotten like i was really hyped about roll calls so alfie seemed not himself that day because i think of that whole scandal that was going on and he was a vp i think he was ogv yeah ogx yes so um alfie was a bit down that day and i I just asked him like okay so what's going on he's like ah there's just like a whole case something but i can't get deep into it i was like okay cool no problem whatever it is i'm sorry that it's happening but you'll figure it out like those small words changed this guy like he just felt happy he was just he was so happy he was like okay like no one has thought of telling me sorry even though they don't know what's going on or something he just he just felt like i've lifted part of the burden for him by just telling him those words so as i always like say in my life like it's always the little things that little moment that i'm sorry that you'll get through it Can go a long way for someone, and I think that's the best memory he has of me because he reminded me that uh, I didn't even think about it like that. You know, when now he reminded me, I was like, Oh, okay, so like that touched you, wow, cool. I didn't think it was gonna be so hard like this, no, I didn't think it was gonna be so easy (laughs) to touch someone's heart like that, but yeah, I think that's the highlight of that I had. Um, yeah, um, huh. The last thing I can say, my tea tea, the other tea I can give is that <coughs> I didn't want to come back home. Gosh. Me who was thinking that Egypt G what I didn't want to come back home. I channeled that heat. I liked it. I liked the heat. I liked the food. I liked the culture. Two weeks before I came home, I remember talking to my mom and I was telling her that I was crying. She's like, Why are you crying? I was like, because I don't want to come home, I kept having a recurring nightmare, and my nightmare was that I was back home before my experience was done, and I would wake up so sad, because I did, guys, I love my house, I love my home, I love Kenya, but bro, I didn't want to come back, I was enjoying myself so much, the life was so cheap, like, I was spending like 300 bob per day on food, like, all meals, you know? all meals and that one you've eaten a lot you've like okay i guess it's coming out that i like food a lot yeah yeah i love food i really love food if you want to kidnap me give me some good food yeah but yeah that was oh i've never felt like that in my life that i was at a place i didn't want to come home i like have traveled before but i think i didn't have the freedom cuz i traveled to where i have family yeah um i'm sorry if my voice sounds (laughs) weird i have a homer yeah so um i had traveled before like twice to two different countries and it was always with because of family like i was going to somewhere where i had family members there i traveled alone yes but to where i had family members there but this one was different this one was like it's my first adult trip i'm alone i'm managing the money i've been given alone Like, I just asked myself, you want to go out? Okay, you have money. Okay, go. You know, girl, go. We're making plans at 12 a.m. to go meet up, drink coffee, sit and talk, play games. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Of course, when the Kenyans came the last two weeks, well in the derail, as usual, as usual, the last, um, I think the day, the day before I traveled, I was to do shopping. And there was a party, there was a farewell party. Oh wow, I've reached the farewell party already. (laughs) There was a farewell party, so as Kenyans, we decide let's pregame. And I'm like, but guys, I need to go to the market and buy these things that have been sent. They're like, no, you'll buy tomorrow, don't worry. Ha! I shouldn't have listened to them. It's like I forgot this what Kenyans do. They just derail you, you know. I had a good plan, but no. No, 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 no. We just have to be last minute people when these guys are around. Not that I didn't have a good time, I had a good time. So we bought some liquor. So I played poker. Actually, if you know Kenyan poker is so different from poker that we'll play outside here. So, like, each time guys were playing poker, I didn't know the poker they were playing, I didn't understand it. So it was nice to finally play some Kenyan poker. So we're just drinking, pregaming, playing the Kenyan poker it's time for the party at like 1am midnight so we go take an uber there the farewell party whoa it was a lot of people and then a lot of the you know how like in a group dynamic that those people who are always standing out the extroverts who are always standing out so a lot of us were living around the same time a lot of us extroverts so we're like Seven people, know the seven people that everyone is friends with, yes, those ones we were living all around the same time, so the farewell party was for all of us, and it was full. There were a lot of drinks, and it was one of the best parties I ever attended there. The Faluca was so nice, the Nile was so pretty, the Nile is so pretty at night it's so silent it's just you guys having a good time dancing. And then I remember I would go like two hours, go back to the bay. Um, Those who want to leave could leave. And then those who want to go back can go back. So as we went back, so the, the party was like four hours. And the last hour, someone played um, that song for See, See You Again, yeah? And we all like went to a circle holding each other. And it was just supposed to be fun actually we start crying because we're like gosh i'm gonna miss these people because this will have become family it was so sad like remember me i started crying two weeks before i left so i had already removed all my tears (laughs) but i still had more it was so sad it was really sad but happy at the same time because we made so much memories with these people um yeah and Okay, I don't want to just end it. Let me see which other event I mentioned. Um, there's one trip I went to in Dahab. And it was like a movie setting. You know this love story of mine. Hey, I'm telling you, you should come to me in my DMs. <laughs> my Dahab trip, the highlight of it was that I kissed Mali. Okay, no. Kissed me. Okay, we just kissed, and it was nice, and it was magical. It was like a movie. It was we were stood on a sand deck, facing the the sea, the Mediterranean Sea, and it was at night, and you know everyone was seated there eating and stuff like that. But Paul kept leaving one by one, so Paul kept leaving one by one. At some point, it was just the two of us, and we're just talking deep conversations, eh? Too deep, deep. And yeah, see, like to kill us, go to banter for fun. <laughs> but we're just having a deep conversation and our tears involved. And it was just like you found someone who's understanding you and hearing what you have to say. Um, Yeah, and it was just a magical moment, I guess. <laughs> My best moment there, uh, maybe, mm, maybe not. <laughs> Actually, maybe, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a really good moment. So, yeah, I think that was the biggest highlight for me. Not the fact that I had traveled 10 cities with this whole experience. So, pull-up selector. I forgot where I'd said, put an star. <laughs> Remember how I entered without, um, without the entry stamp? So, after my farewell party and me being late to buy my things in the... In the what's and from the market, I was late. I was crying the Uber to the hostel because, um, you know, I'd fallen in love, so like I had to say bye to this person, and yeah, that's quite sad. Um, and all these other people that I had met, all my friends, and stuff like this. Uh, yeah, so I was late to the airport. First of all, my flight was at 1 a.m., so ideally, I should have been at the airport like 11. No, no, no. I should have been at the airport like nine, nine ten because of check-in and all that stuff. But your oh girl they want to leave. She wanted to be left. <laughs> she wanted the plane to, to leave her so that she has an excuse to stay in this country. Lolia, yeah. I was late because my friends, um, Mali and hmm we're gonna call the other guy. <laughs> Ankara, Mali and Ankara Ankara was driving He was to take us with his car And he was late Because he was like, Imelda, from Africa What time is your flight? I'm like, 1am Like, oh, okay, no problem, I'll be there by 9 Never trusted Egyptian with time Never, just never do it Came at 10.30 And the airport was like 30 minutes away So uh, He comes we go buy food, and then I'm just I'm about to ball my eyes in this car. But I was like, no, I won't ball. I won't cry. I won't cry. I won't cry. So we go to the airport. Reach the airport at like eleven fifteen, eleven twenty there. And then I had luckily I'd already checked in online, but still I had to go through customs. So at customs, I I go um I uh put my my hand luggage to be. Uh, to be weighed and stuff like that and tagged yeah and then <laughs> and then and just and then i woke up so that i got the customs uh queue and that queue was long it was like the queues for elections it was so long it was so long i was like bro when will i finish this queue i've seen that queue for a while, Adi, I was just telling. I'd called my family and I'd called Mali and um Ankara and I was telling them guys, eh, eh, me. I look, it looks like I'm gonna be coming back to you guys because this queue, obviously, I'm gonna miss this flight. So Kume, That shouldn't have been my biggest worries. <laughs> I reached the customs desk at like twelve, yeah midnight, or ten ten minutes past midnight. So this lady is going through my passport to see the visa and the stamp of entry so that she stamps stamp of exit she's not finding the stamp of entry and she's like madam like okay she didn't ask me first she looked through this passport like 10 times just to see okay is it my eyes or what and with that time I know what she's looking for I'm playing dumb I'm like this Well, just obviously the stereotype of Africans I'm gonna play dumb like a dumb African yeah, damn black African. <laughs> so she asks me, um, "Stamp of entry, stamp of entry," because I think she's not fluent in English. And I'm like, "What? Huh? Huh? What do you mean?" I'm like, "It's there." She's like, "No, no, 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 it's not there." So she just puts a sticker on my on my passport, writes a note, sends me to an office. So that guy looks at this at the at the at the note, and then he's just like. Adam stamp of entry i'm like i don't know i don't know so he just enters and he makes starts making phone calls we I mean, have not told anyone that i didn't get a stamp of entry this whole time free, having fun taking shots and whatever in egypt <laughs> lol not telling anyone that bro i don't have a stamp of entry so i immediately call mali and ankara and i tell them so guys Seems like maybe I might just hang around because I might just be coming back with you people. I don't have a stamp of entry. I've been knowing this. I'm just acting dumb. Like, I don't be knowing these things. But I, I've i been knowing. I've been knowing. And um, <laughs> you guys are going to host me tonight because clearly I'm not going back to my country tonight. So, I'm like, okay, just keep us updated so that the guy in the office makes phone calls and phone calls and phone calls. Ah, I think he just saw this girl. She's just a young girl and she's just, there's nothing wrong she's done here. But you know, according to this, it's like me, my side of the story is that there's no way you can pass through customs without a stamp of entry. That means their, their um, airport has a loophole. So it's not my fault that the airport has a loophole. Yeah, because in Kenya, there's no way I could enter without a stamp of entry. So, it's their airport. I made sure when I came back, I was like checking just to see. So, it's their airport that had a problem. Anyway, yeah, he stamped my passport. And I was like, okay, you can just go. And I ran for my life because now it's 12.45. My plane is for 1 a.m. I ran so fast with my hand luggage. that was so There were so many. And I made it just like the last call boarding and I made it just in time. I remember I was in between two older men and when I oh no I was seated at the window but yeah I had passed there. Um and when I sat like this I put my luggage and then I sat like this I just started crying. I cried I cried the whole trip from from Egypt to Abu Dhabi because of the transit transit I cried like, I slept maybe 30 minutes. The other two hours, I was crying just because I was living in this beautiful country that had beautiful people and amazing souls, and I was just too sad. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, but anyway, so, uh, so I'm coming to the end of my story. There's so many stories I have about my exchange experience. I just can't fit them all in one episode, but... The point of my story is that I went there like one of the saddest people in life. I think it's the saddest I've ever been in my life. It's the darkest I've ever been in my life. But I came out there the happiest I've ever been in my life. I don't think there's anything that has matched that happiness until now. And it's not a lie what they put in that website. It's a life-changing experience. Bro, life-changing experience. Bro, it's a life-changing experience for real, for real, for real. No cap. No cap. <laughs> it's a life-changing experience for real. And I'm glad that I experienced that. I'm glad for my Kairi University family. We are still in contact. We are still in touch. We talk. We video call. We text. We have a whole group. And yeah, I made a video of part of the trips that I went to. If you want to see, I I can send it to you or something like that. But yeah, um, I had the best experience ever and I hope this inspires a number of you to apply for exchange go on exchange go mine was a GV I'm planning to do a a GT soon hopefully go for a year (laughs) don't blame me I fell in love with that place and the people there but all in all apply apply even if you have a selfish reason why you're applying just apply and go and have your life changed forever my life is changed forever right now it's been two years because around now like my snapchat memories are showing me my Egypt. Memories and I'm so nostalgic and I just feel like crying because I was to be going for exchange last year to Egypt again, but Corona was like, sorry girl, just sit in your country and love it. <laughs> but yeah, um and till date I still feel like it's the happiest I've ever been, and I'm waiting for another experience to top it. You know, another Isaac experience to top it because I need an Isaac experience that will top that happiness. There's so much happiness in Isaac. Isaac is just an amazing place that gives you a family that you never knew you needed. And I'm forever grateful. Yeah. So that has been part of my exchange experience. I hope you love it. I hope you've listened <laughs> till the end. Nimeske and Kama have just been rumbling and rumbling. So hard to record an episode on my own. But yeah. um, Yeah. I hope this inspires. A number of you to apply for exchange and go it's imagine it's just gonna change your life it's gonna change your life and you're gonna enjoy it so until then until next time enjoy this episode and have a lovely week or days ahead bye thank you for listening this has been the isaac in your end podcast bye